Welcome to the Eagle Podcast. Today, we're joined by two wonderful people, Carmeletta and Matthew. And I'm Edie. I'm one of the founders of Eagle Mom Squad, and we produce these podcasts, videos, and blogs to help anyone navigate their way in homeschooling as a new homeschooler or experienced, even a parent who's trying to supplement for their kid in private or public schools. So welcome, Carmeletta. Welcome, Matthew. Good afternoon, Edie. Afternoon. Hi. Um, so this was your first year of homeschooling, I think. When did you start homeschooling? Was it in September? Yeah, we started at the beginning of the school year. Mm-hmm. So you've just been homeschooling for one year, right? Not yeah. previously to that. Were you in public school before this? or No, Matthew was in a private Christian school. Okay, since you were in kindergarten or first grade, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's yes. right. up until up until ninth grade because we did this, this last year 10th grade homeschooling did you know someone who was homeschooling or had homeschooled before you started yes we knew a whole church of homeschoolers and I personally knew a woman that homeschooled her four children um, and I had met her back whenever I was 18 years old so yeah we we knew people that homeschooled the problem was that they had homeschooled like 20 years ago oh (laughs) we weren't really connected with someone that had just recently homeschooled so that became a little bit of a problem because I guess things change you know I see was that one of the reasons you did homeschool because you talked with these people who had done it or oh yes I well not only that I had spoke to we came out of a church that all completely homeschooled but I just noticed that you know, these kids that homeschooled as opposed to the children in the private Christian school. I'm going to tell you the truth. What I noticed was that the kids in the private Christian school are more worldly. They're more of the world. Whereas when I saw these children, an entire church of homeschoolers, these children were so good. They were so well behaved. They had excellent grades. They had proper manners. I mean, and they just, they were totally different and separate. I could tell than those children that my son go to school with at the, um, you know, the private Christian school. There was a huge difference. I mean, I could tell. Yeah, just knowing them by proxy, you know, we could see their behavior. and You'd say that they were like better off than, than uh, I was previously uh, during schooling. That's really interesting. I, I've never heard that uh, comparison. Oh, there's a huge larger... difference. You can really tell. You can really, maybe the reason why we could tell is because that entire church, when we lived down there in Dillsburg, that entire church homeschooled, we were the only family that actually had our son in private Christian school, but the children, I mean, you could really, it was a huge contrast. You could really tell the difference. Interesting. And, you know, I wanted to ask you, Matthew, what, um, what did you like best about homeschooling? What did I like best? Well, I can say that setting my own hours and working with my own schedule, that was uh, stupendous. And that was just really good for my overall education. And yeah, uh, that's basically main point why I liked it so much. Because you could go ahead in certain subjects or you could go a little bit back. You could, you know, go faster in, you know, like say the advanced math and stuff. Lots of, lots of margin for adjustment. Yep. Yeah, adjustment. Mm-hmm. Lots of margin for adjustments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the way you say that. That's interesting. <laughs> and were there things that you didn't like about homeschooling this past year? Um, there was a lack of human contact. I mean, I guess most of that was kind of COVID, but um, homeschooling, it didn't quite facilitate the same thing, the same social atmosphere that 
you know, being in a private Christian school did. So, sure. yeah, so that lack of sense. connectivity. COVID really, I mean, the entire school year was COVID though. So that really right. um, was a huge problem. <laughs> right. I guess kids everywhere didn't find much connection during the year. It's just a sad yeah. and hard thing to deal with. <laughs> but yeah. moving out of the year and um, to help other people who might be wanting to continue homeschooling. Did you find a support group for homeschoolers this past year? No, actually we didn't. And that probably we needed to do. I just kept calling the homeschool mothers that I knew. But then again, those homeschool mothers hadn't homeschooled their children. I mean, their children were in their thirties, you know, like my older son, you know, we actually made a Facebook page only to get one to support homeschool groups for this year. We actually did that. Yeah. So that's something you really want to get on and do before you even start homeschooling, I think. Right. Let's get into that a little bit. You created your own Facebook to reach out to other families. Yeah. Matthew has, cause we're really, we really don't get on social media, but right. Matthew actually created me a Facebook just so I can start clicking on homeschool groups. So we have the mm-hmm. Facebook page as of right now, but I need to get on and find these homeschool support groups now. So I'm definitely going to do that. I see. Yeah. That's great. You know, there's HSDLA, which is Homeschool Legal Defense Association, that has uh, connections to support groups all over the country on their website. You don't have to just get on Facebook, obviously. You all know that, but that was smart to set up the one connection. Well, my girlfriend in Texas really was on me about the support group. She said, you really need to get on the Facebook and connect with these support groups. So she really was encouraging me to do that because she's homeschooled for years also. Yeah, that's great. And um, you know now probably Ask Pauline is a good connecting website to connect with support groups in Pennsylvania. We have a lot of uh, viewers and listeners in Pennsylvania. That's why I mentioned that. That's um, why she said to me, you would be able to get in with a local group. She said, you need a local support group in your area there, Carm. And so that's why we did this. So now you're connected with local groups. Yeah, we're getting connected. Wonderful. That's great. And, um, you know, people often ask, how in the world do they know what to cover, what curriculum they should get? How did you all decide what curriculum to get for Matthew? Well, we had documents from the um, Pennsylvania. Um, we had that booklet from the, for the Pennsylvania. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember their name. But, you know, I went over their booklet and I saw what we needed to have. The only problem we ran into was when we ordered a 10th grade science book, I didn't realize and know that there were labs that were required with that. And I don't know how we got messed up with that. So we ended up getting the book and we did everything and then come to find out we should have actually ordered a different curriculum with labs in it. So you have to be careful. If your child is in say 10th grade, like my Matthew was, even if you get online, you order a Christian go through a Christian organization to order this 10th grade book. It doesn't mean that's going to be what's required of your state. So that's where we had a little bit of a problem. So that's, that was a problem. Moral of the story curriculums aren't all created equally. uh, Right. It'll require some searching your end. Yeah. You have to do the research and that's where the local homeschool moms would have probably helped me with that 
because of not ever homeschooling, I didn't know. I just thought if you bought this 10th grade science curriculum, everything was in it that need that need be, and you just went through the book and did it. So that's what I thought, but that's not true. So you have to be careful there. Yeah, I think just to clarify, you're in the Pennsylvania Homeschoolers Accreditation yes. Agency's program, and they require labs with their sciences. Um, mm -hmm. I think that that's not always the case with every program. Mason-Dixon may not. If you're giving your own diploma, you don't have to have labs with your sciences, but it might be a good idea if you're trying to qualify in your college applications, yeah. you know, to have so that. that so that's what messed us up there. We got a little bit, yeah, that kind of didn't work out for us. So we had to straighten that out. Yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> room margin of error. What did you call that, Matthew? There's a Margin, margin for adjustment, right. Margin for adjustment. For adjustment, right. I think wonderfully you at the last moment were able to pull that together with extra lab works, yeah. which qualified, you know, yeah. you did so much work with that that it would bring the whole course up to what you needed. So I guess that's an organic. Yeah, but what if another family hadn't had that? Do you see what I mean? So they would have just been minus a lab then. So that right. would have been bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you really um, need to get help from other people. I mean, it's really important to get into these local homeschool groups because otherwise you can make a huge mistake like that. It's interesting. I think even with some people who unschool where the parents are giving the diploma and they don't have a list of criteria that they need to meet, um, like reading 25 books, which is part of the FA program, there's a lot of leeway for what the student can excel in, spend their time doing. I had a parent who was very concerned about matching the common core requirements in the school district. That doesn't have to be done with homeschooling. It's totally what no. the parents and the student, the child um, need for their program. It's very organic. So I totally agree that it's help, helpful to get as much advice and help and research as you can do, but as also much current advice. Yeah, that's current right. Advice, not people that had homeschooled in your church like 20 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> I hear you. But um, rest assured that there's a way to work it out that will make sense for your child. And um, even you know, if you're going for a certain program and your applications to college, you can do some dual enrollment in the summer of the junior year or something like that, you know, to get, well, I don't know whether dual enrollment will include summer programs, but you might be able to work to get those requirements once you work out what they are for your particular child. Yeah, either way, it's fixable. Yeah. It's fixable. That's what I, yeah, that was the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah, it might be a little frustrating, you know, if you did what we did, but it's fixable. It's fixable. So how did you address the needs for socialization? Was that something that you accomplished through church this past year, online? I know it was very... Well, he did online. That's what he did. He got yeah. online a couple of times with the youth. But other than that, he had no other socialization because of the COVID, really. Yeah. And you all pulled through marvelously. And we're getting back to normal, so that shouldn't be a problem. I think that the uh, homeschool groups really helps because they have events posted on their websites. And 
just having buddies who you can get together after their school, if it's in public or private school. And, you know, on our site, we stress Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, theater activities for youth, you know, anything in the community that's happening uh, will be an opportunity to socialize. Um, Plus, you said there's co-op groups, right? So we're going to try to get him enrolled in the science lab co-op. So he should be able to meet people there, we're thinking. Yeah, that's a great way. And um, they get together for lunch. Often, if you're in a co-op, you all have lunch together. And at the end of the day, you might be doing a theater project or it depends on the co-op really how it works and you can create your own co-ops we got together with families locally just by word of mouth and put together a, a history course on colonial era where we had all ages and we did theater and poetry and speech and history projects and art you know anything that the moms and dads come up with the sky's the limit, yeah. really, and the um, freedom of it is really amazing. That's the thing you can focus on what your child likes. Yeah, because every child is unique, and every child has different strengths and weaknesses, and every child likes certain things. So that's a really good reason to homeschool, right there. I agree. And Matthew, what did you like to focus on in particular? Uh, math has always been my favorite subject, so uh, you know, a lot of focus and attention went towards that. That's neat. And you came up with your own invention, right? Right. That was actually for the, the science the science uh, project. But uh, I, in other things I did for math, I wrote some computer programs and uh, whatnot for analyzing sequences and, and stuff. So Very cool. Uh, Do you think you would have done that if you had been at, you know, the structured school this past year? I don't know. I probably wouldn't have had that much time for it. I, I might have. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, it's hard to know. And it was such a disruptive year. <laughs> but what surprised you about homeschooling? Pretty much met all my expectations. I mean, I went in pretty, uh, I guess, informed of, of uh, what I was you know, going to expect and, and so forth. So not too much surprise. Okay. I was surprised by the fact that I believe it was just as much work, really. I mean, because you hear people saying you can get it all done in four hours. Well, if your child's in high school, you're not getting homeschooling done in four hours. So sure. if that's your expectation, that's out the door. So, um, yeah, it just was more than what I thought it was going to be, which was fine because it would have been, you know, the same amount over at the school, too. So it's just right. that he could do what he wanted to do. So that was a good part of it. That's true. I guess sometimes that's more efficient, too, if you're doing something you like that's yeah. tailored to your desires and interests. The school would force him to do certain things, certain subjects, learn certain things in certain subjects, you know, whether he liked it or not. So that's right. what's really good about homeschooling. Choose what your child likes, but you've got to stay within those requirements if you're in Pennsylvania. Because my other girlfriend was in Texas and they had no requirements at all. And I was getting advice from her too. So I was I getting see. advice from someone that homeschooled 20 some years ago and then another person that was homeschooling currently but the problem was she was in a state that had no excuse me no requirements or anything so you really need to stick and get in with the local homeschool group you really do because they're going to follow the same requirements the same thing for your state right and if you wonder what those requirements might be again check out the um, homeschool legal defense fund website because you can click on your state 
and find the homeschool law that applies and what might be the requirements. There's also a link to that on our website, uh, eaglemomsquad.com that uh, gives you in the resources, a link to their site. So, and do you think yeah. you'll continue to homeschool next year? We think we're going to, we just have to figure out the socialization because no socialization is not good. So we really need to figure out the socialization part of it. Yeah, well, we can help you with that. <laughs> yeah. Any last minute advice for anyone thinking about it this fall? Well, I think because of the 25 book recommendation, I mean, if you could start to homeschool early, I think that that's good. And I, I had other people tell me that, you know, if you could start it early, because you got to get that 25 book reading in and um, his advanced class of the math that he does Algebra through the two was this Bob Jones University. Yeah, Bob Jones. yeah. Get, get a little, maybe a week or two of those done too, before you get the, all other, the other load coming at you, Matthew. So that way you stay up, up with that. So that's probably what we're going to do. Because you're continuing in the fall But I mean, getting in 180 days is not hard. Getting your yeah. 180 days in is not hard. Right. And other programs, or if you're issuing your own diploma program, wouldn't require necessarily the 25 books. That's something that Pennsylvania Homeschoolers Accreditation Agency requires. Great advice. And it's great to have reading over the summer, no matter what program you're in. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. It's really a benefit to hear new experiences. I yeah. um, homeschooled my kids K through 12, and I've just done that uh, this past year. It was my first year not homeschooling. Wow. But it was really enriching. And I think, you know, they're doing great now. So again, highly recommend it. <laughs> great. Okay. Awesome thank you, again. Edie. We appreciate right. it.